love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 43 of Banter Buddies. It's the Cuckoo Kangaroo podcast that you can count on every other week of your life. Welcome to the show, to my co-host, it is Brian. Brian, welcome podcasting with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that welcome. Oh, Co-host, co-bandmate, co-ex-roommate. No. But ex on good terms. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the only reason we split up living together is because, well, college was over. You know, had to had to move on and uh, live with our. Now siblings. we just live together in hotel rooms on weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both we like used we're to, sneaking around or something. We used to live together, and then we started living with our siblings for a while to throw them a bone, and then um, yeah, now we just uh, do road trips and uh, weekend hangs where we uh, yeah where we share a hotel room and um, and secrets as well. So good times. I don't. I remember meeting you at the. Like we sat in a circle outside mm-hmm. of our dorm room, and I like remember meeting you. I do not remember us having any conversations about like, "Hey, do you want to like live together next year?" Mm, yeah, and when yeah. that happened or why that happened and why it was you and I. Because yeah. it was Joe's sophomore. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of remember yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, us meeting each other is uh, is something we unfortunately are. Um, you know, tasked with speaking about quite a bit, you know, get interviewed and people say, oh, how did it all start? And yeah, it's kind of the origin story, if you will. Um, so everyone who listens to this podcast is like, yeah, 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 we get it. We've heard it a million times. But uh, as far as, yeah, the second year, I do remember like the time coming around in the spring where it was like, oh, it's time to choose uh, like your classes for for next year for sophomore year, and then it was like yeah, cho- or maybe and then like along with that is like choose where you will live, and there I remember there being some sort of system of like preference or maybe like who gets to pick first, right? There was like sort of a uh, a line or a queue of sorts. I remember that. I, mean, I don't know if it was based on on your on your grade point average or something like that, but for some reason, yeah, I do remember like oh yeah, what, people figuring out like. What where do you want to live next year? And for you and me, I think it was something of a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah, duh, we're gonna to live together, but but where? You know. So yeah, we chose a hall called St. Joe's, and that's where we lived sophomore year. We did it. That's Bunk what beds. I remember. That's what I remember Bunk about beds. it. <laughs> Does that any of that ring a bell to you of being like, oh yeah, the time is coming up to choose, and there's like, we we hope we get what we want because there might be people before us who are choosing who are higher up in the line. Do you remember anything of that? I don't know. I, yeah, I feel. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how. Uh-huh. I don't know like why we like chose each other though. I know we we're like playing in the band. Yeah. I don't really have anybody else in mind that I was like, hey, we like have to live together, and then we just like live together forever after that, right? Mm-hmm. Like for four mm-hmm. more years, and then other people like came went, but it was always like you and I were in the same place. It's just unique. It's just unique to think about. Okay, now when when uh, you did live with me and Joe's, did you think that me watching MTV two um, at two a.m. every single night to watch music videos was an issue, or you thought it was like quirky? You know, I think well, thinking back at the time, it's like yeah, even for MTV two, it's like wild to think about that. But yeah, it is. Um, 
I think it's nice because I think it's a nice sort of almost like a white noise of like continuous music videos being played. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember you watching a lot of music videos and I have no um, recollection of any issues of that. So you must have played it at a reasonable volume. And um, it's just, uh, it's just... You also weren't going to bed before me, you know. So. I was going to say, it's just also very, uh, you know, quaint and sort of funny to think about, you know, you being up that late on purpose, you know. It's it's, it's a different day, you know. We're talking 2005 here, folks. We're talking 2005. <laughs> it's almost 20 it years ago. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a new day. It was a new dawn. It was a new uh, College times, living together, all the stuff. Now, now we do a podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Now, I want to get, get right into it because mm. we have so many angles to talk about. Today, Ooh. we're talking generally about mini golf, putt-putt golf, et cetera. oh. oh. Yes, we have a song called Putt, Butt, 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 which uh, a lot of people um, haven't listened to because mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've watched the numbers, guys. It's a hit, and you're sleeping on it. Yeah, but um, we're talking about creating a mini golf hole today, but I just wanted to generally talk about mini golf for a hot second. Do you like mini golf, Neil? I've always really liked mini golf. Uh, I guess I've always, when I think about mini golf, I think about like family vacations or um, just summer summer vacations and it kind of always being a possibility or always being something that if there was downtime and uh, it was like, oh, we have like a little like space to fill in our schedule or um, something like that. It was it just always is such it was such a go to like this is something we can all dig. Um, my dad was like a, was a golfer for a while, like like a real golfer. So I feel like he really liked that part of it too, of kind of, you know, having his family be <laughs> doing some version of the game. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just fun for everybody. It's hard to, it's hard to beat it. I think, you know, you get to be outside. There's a lot of fun. It's probably relatively cheap. I don't know. Some, some places are, you know, maybe above and beyond if they've also got like go-karts and <laughs> if you're paying for like the package for all the things that you're going to do. I've never been place. intrigued by all the other stuff, though. Even yeah. if it was like just a mini golf place, I'm just going to go for mini golf. It's like it, I'm not I don't like do it on the regular, but it's something I found myself doing more than other things of mm-hmm. that nature. Yeah, it's just it's just very nice. And yeah, there's lots of even in Minnesota, I think like. You know, I think about most mini golf is probably, you know, people thinking they're thinking outdoors, right? They're thinking of being out in summer and it's nice. But that's the beautiful thing about mini golf is that there's lots of uh, lots of possibilities for indoors. You know, it's not as good. Probably like every indoor course is is probably like a step down from uh, from something you could do outdoors. But here in Minnesota, uh, Mall of America has a you think so? You think you think indoor has like the lower hand advantage? I think it's not as I don't know. I feel like the the space like I feel like especially these days it's like everyone just goes to like black light and it's really like cheap and it's really just kind of like they just not you don't have to try very hard because you think you can just do black light and be done with it. So I don't know. I mean I'm sure there's really good indoor ones around the country to be found, but I think in general outdoor courses they just there's a little bit more like landscaping and elevation yeah and, and you have wind 
<laughs> you have a, right. You have a you have an opponent. You have a little extra challenge out there of like the real game of golf, the elements. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think in general, you know, outdoor courses, you see a little bit more theming or a little bit more rock work or at least some one pirate or something, <laughs> one cave, one waterfall. You know, if but if you're indoors, I feel like it's just all flat and you're just walking around these like. These these holes that are that's just true. Like, they would really have to build something that like moves moves with the terrain. Now, an ex- uh, exception to that is Can Can Wonderland here in in the Twin Cities. That is an indoor course that is, um, you know, I guess it, it it is very creative. Every hole is like a di- it's like an art. You'd call it like an art mini golf course or something like that. But it's all indoors, and it is it takes up a very small space but each of the holes are immensely creative and different even though it's like a flat ground type of place so cool things can be done in an indoor course for sure but i think in general i prefer the outdoor experience it just yeah it takes a little more now outdoor experience when we play there's this hole i keep thinking about it it was in my dreams last night thinking about gonna do this pod and i have to talk about it so uh, what's the name of the place where we filmed, filmed the putt putt butt butt video, and then we played with Tom and Robin? Yeah, was it Lily Putt or is that no, something else? Yeah, Lily Putt's up north. Yeah. It's like an, you know it's what I'm like talking an, about? It's on. It's in West Bloomington. Yeah, it's, the links, the links, hey, the, the links. links. Yeah, the links. Okay, Dred so, Scott, Dred Scott, the links at Dred, Dred Scott, Scott, the links. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a you know, it's just a straight on hole, and then at the end. In the, there's a big circle, but it's like a volcano tier. But it doesn't look like a volcano tier. It like goes up on all four sides around, and then it looks like it's flat on top with the hole in the middle. Oh, not yeah. much, not too fancy, right? It's like mm-hmm. maybe like the incline is like ten inches or something like that. And we were doing great. We were like even like live streaming our our uh, putt putt experience, right? So everybody gets it in and like maybe like four shots it's like looking pretty hard yeah i got a 28 on that one the thing was nuts it, like i just couldn't get it up and then i finally got the 28 and the seven-year-old who's like waiting behind me does like practically a hole in one goes like a one and two and just wild but yeah. i just like to think i don't know do i just i like that level of like frustration like i like the short game more like i'm not like a big like let's see how far we can drive it so when I think about like a cool hole, I like simplicity mm-hmm. to it. I like, you know, I like simplicity to it. I just have been thinking about that hole. But also what you're so, talking about, I think is interesting is it looks simple, but then there's like one element that can really, um, you know, that can really, you could really go one way or the other on, you might hit a 28 on that, on that hole or whatever. Right. Like sometimes I, uh, mini golf is interesting or, because like it the appearance isn't maybe what it seems like this is much tougher than <laughs> I was like oh I could see the hole there it is this is easy right and it's like you don't realize that the terrain or you know the way that the yeah that it's like graded or whatever there's going to be a little bit of trouble for you or the holes in a weird spot like that's that's a fun and also just like what to your experience there too it's fun I feel like it's like a leveled playing ground like mini golf is one of the ultimate like Oh, like, yeah, like in my example of like my dad being like a real golfer or whatever, it's like, yeah, he's probably going to win most of the time. But there's some holes where it's like, yeah, he's going to get beat. Someone else is going to get a one or a two and he's going to get a three or something. So I I like that element, too, where it's like kind of anyone can play and you might like in any hole, like any person could be the bet could be the winner of that hole or whatever, no matter your skill, your skill level. So I think that's a fun thing that people like about mini golf. 
Okay, so the question this week, cuckoo voicemail, is create a mini golf hole and tell us about it. Mm. Neil, do you have a hole created? Yeah, I kind of went. Um, I kind of went out there with it, um, uh, not in concept because the concept is uh, very typical for uh, a Neil answer, and uh, it's basketball inspired, of course. But uh, I think this is something. Well, I thought you were going to go Disney, so that's okay. Disney. Yeah, goes, lots in, of, goes another way. Lots of ways. Yeah, no, it's not a haunted mansion um, hole. It's not a splash mountain hole. It is. Uh, it is inspired by the arcade basketball game Papa Shot, Brian. Um, Papa Shot is kind of the name of the just basketball game, right? Just shooting baskets um, as quickly as you can, you know, smaller size balls. And uh, you, you, you all know the game. You've seen it everywhere. It's in every, it's in every arcade. But this is a putt-putt version. It's called Putt-A-Shot. And um, basically what it is is you putt, and um, it's just a straightforward hole. Um, but then uh, out in front of you is a basketball hoop. Uh, probably like a sort of smaller size one, you know, maybe in between a normal size and like a little um, kind of Fisher Price basketball hoop, or maybe it is a ba- uh, Fisher Price size, you know, backboard, rim, net, uh, all that stuff. So what happens is you put your you put your ball forward um, at a target, but the target is um, is kind of it has like a flipper underneath it. So basically, you are putting, and then you have a separate button next to you. When you hit the button, it flips up uh, a little bit, so that when you put your ball, you are then trying to then you have to put, and then you have to flip the ball into the into the hoop using the second button or lever or whatever. Okay, so it's okay. Kind of so like, not with a ramp, you're like touching something, right? I think it's fun to like a ramp could work too. Good point. Um, but I kind of like the idea of like going way out there and having like either like a foot switch or some other thing that's like putt and then you wait, 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 boom. And you have to like time it so that it kind of flips your ball into into the hoop, hopefully. And there's a time limit. So there's 30 seconds on the clock and you're doing as many as you can. So it's kind of a frantic thing. So it's more than just one. It's kind of a out there kind of thing. This might cause some uh, some, uh, you know, hold up on the on the course. Maybe not the best for uh course flow but um just decided to go with a kind of a more wild out there idea um as far as uh as far as the mini golf hole goes incorporate the papa shot and uh yeah you just score a bunch of points i'm not sure how those points then um tie into your overall score for the course that's yeah something. so you do a couple yeah you do as many as you can in 30 seconds so there's 30 seconds on the clock it's like a shot clock and you do as many as you can so there's a there's a basket of balls there's there. a basket of this balls is like you're yeah. just yeah so it's very out there this is something you might see at can can or one of these more um yeah something where you would almost need like you would need extra people like a person to work this hole yeah yeah and you know Frankly, this is you know in the in the in the prompt that we gave you, it's really just about the one hole. You're sure, most most holes exist with uh, eight others or or uh, seventeen others. But I was just kind of thinking this hole on its own. So maybe it's just like a one-off little experience you could do. So. No, I think I like it. I, I, I think you should. <laughs> I think I, I think this should go hard. Like that's what that's what I like about putt putt is like you can yes. think like you're like want to know what the best hole is these unrealistic holes right <laughs> that like yeah. take so much setup it, you, you, the best hole you think about is like nobody's waiting behind you <laughs> yeah, nobody's really. like exhausted you're not like yelling at your seven year old who wanted to go who's done after the third <laughs> hole right yeah we're not, like we're assuming like perfect not, circumstances or something. yeah you're not <laughs> like begging to find like 
kids who are like in high school to work and like be on time and actually care. Like it's your dream to make this and like. Uh, you can only get one person to work it, but you need 12 people to work it. Funding. What? what? It costs $20 a person to play this putt-putt hole. It's just putt-putt golf. That's right. Are you serious? Like, the one down the street for me is $2, and you get a free popsicle. And it's like, yeah, that one's just made out of plywood in their yard. Yeah, I no, get it. No free popsicle here, but you do get to play putt-a-shot. So, yeah, that's my basketball arcade game infused hole. Brian, can't wait to hear what you are going to go with uh, for your creation. What what, uh, what do you got? What are you making? Okay, I do like I like everything themed. Like we went, we drove forty minutes to go to this Three <laughs> Rivers Park yesterday because it's called like Rainbow Park. Cool, and it's cool. Like all they have like six different like tiered things, and they're like stations, and they're all different colors. And at the beginning, on the ground, on the like foam pad, this is a free park you can go to. Like. But it's way back in the woods. Like you, the path, like the green follows all the green and it will take you somewhere else. Like you can follow it like a maze. Wow. And, anyways, they really cared. Like they have this giant, like concrete fossil in the sand, like of a huge, like 20 foot dinosaur, right? (sighs) And I was like looking at the sand, being like, somebody raked the sand. We were like the first people there because we were up so stinking early. We got there like right away. Every, (laughs) like, Every single night, this park rakes the sand back over the fossil so a kid can, like, find it. Yeah. I was like, like, just that simple level of, like, caring. So Excavation. Yeah, I like Ultra Theme, but I do like those simple, like, holes. Like, I do like a straightforward, no-nonsense hole. There should be one within even a crazy theme, but I think even before we wrote our Squid song, Squids had started, like, infiltrating my life a little bit more, but I feel like every time we go to the library, (laughs) we're, like, getting some kind of squid documentation or some kind of book and we're talking about squid so anyways mine is a squid hole right (laughs) it's very much like um happy gilmore like you putt into the mouth that's Mm -hmm. opening but i wanted this one this squid has eight tentacles whether they're supposed to or not like an octopus but i wanted like it goes in the mouth and it goes down it could go like eight total different ways basically through a set of tubing system that i wanted to be like hyper elaborate and like stretch out really far like you'd have to walk around it and it comes in to like shoot to go through multiple holes like like i want it to be basically like a a rue goldberg machine style mm-hmm. like put through something you more you watch and like That's giggle right. and laugh while your ball goes through instead of like the skill of putting so i guess i could draw it a little bit more but like that's enough right to see like it would be elaborate and probably like forty feet long, and so it's like a see-through kind of thing. So you're you're putting it into like the head or the mouth, uh, or a squid's mouth is. <laughs> you're yeah, putting it, we're gonna put a mouth on it. You're putting into the top of it, and then it kind of works its way throughout the squid using lots of yeah, lots of um, you know. This pa- one would pathways. go down a hill. This one would definitely go down a yeah, hill. Yeah, need a little gravity for help, and depending on yeah which way it goes, kind of like plinko or whatever, you see it kind of go down. But it's not. It's not. It's uh. It's laying on the front on the ground, but it's kind of making its way. And uh, depending on which uh, little devices it hits, it might go left. It might go right. And uh, yeah, I would imagine it empties out uh, right at the putting green. Right and, now, uh, I would not want it to be the final hole because i feel like people put these at their final hole to like 
take the ball forever. That's right. And, and psychologically, <laughs> if you know that you're not going to have to like drop it out and finish your game, you kind of zone out, right? So you wouldn't mm. watch the joy of yeah. like all the bells and whistles of it. You would have to pay attention to see like where it's going to drop out. I want some of it to drop it out to put you in a crap place, and some people to like pop it out where you just a little tap in. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, with that last hole, sometimes you just uh, you might you might take a swing and walk away because you know that's it, right? That's the end of the game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's where I've got here on my uh, you know third cup of coffee of the day. So I love it, very nice. Um, so we have created some mini golf holes. We told you about them. Now we're gonna hear other people talk about their creations, their mini golf holes. We got a couple calls here, and uh, if you don't hear your call, I will tag it on the very end of the episode and i want to say sorry to the folks uh who called back in episode 42 and i forgot to put uh put the extra calls at the end so sorry if uh, you called in and didn't hear your voice i just uh sometimes i'm rushing you guys rushing to edit the show but i'll do my best to add all the other calls to the very end of the podcast but we you know, you keep trying your best i'm doing you my best doing you guys it. i'm doing my best but uh i was gonna say sorry when i when i don't live up um, but yeah, we got we got five callers right here, and uh, we're gonna get started off um, with uh, with well, well, put put royalty, I guess is what I'll say. And uh, let's kick it off with them. Here we go. It's Tom and Robin, and we're a couple of putts from Minneapolis. And together, we've designed mini golf holes around the world. And our idea for a mini golf hole is called Donut Hole. You hit your ball up a ramp and try to jump it through the middle of a giant donut with frosting and rainbow sprinkles. And if you get it through the middle, it gets you right at the cup. And if you miss, you're going to bounce off the front of the donut and have to take more than one putt. And if you need a second idea, we just say, let's do a Frankenstein hole that pulls in all sorts of themes from cuckoo kangaroo songs. could be a hole that combines farts, pizza, and rainbows, why not? You can do all sorts of fun things with mini golf and even build your own hole. Uh, we've done that ourselves, and we encourage other people to do it. So that's our whole idea. We're big fans of Cuckoo Kangaroo and excited to hear what other people uh, submit as their whole ideas. Don't forget to putt-putt with your butt-butt. Robin and Tom right there, everybody. I can't believe I can't believe they called in. They took the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A couple of putts right there, everybody. We'll have their website in the show notes. Uh, These two re- design, create, review, review, <laughs> they travel putt, the putt world. Golf holes, like they said, they have all over the world, multiple countries. Uh huh. And then they play a lot. Uh huh. They're very good. They're very good at the game, as uh, as you would expect. You know, practice makes perfect. So. Uh, they were yeah. on Holy Moly season one Ooh. with Stephen Curry. <laughs> That's right. You might have heard, uh, you know, heard us or seen us playing uh, with a couple of putts. Uh, we put out the putt putt, but we shot the putt putt butt butt video, um, and then played, uh, you know, like you said, Brian at Dred Scott, and then we also played with them at Dred Scott on on uh, like National Mini Golf Day. So they're the go tos. Uh, Puttcast is also something that they. Uh, dabble in from time to time maybe that's just a tom thing but uh but yeah they are the aficionados so we had to start with them had to make sure they were on this episode of the podcast true so, legends true, true legends. legends so and as you can see they got they got the donut hole they just they already thinking of it. it's a it's a it's an amazing idea because of course a donut hole is a real 
um, is a real product, but it is. Uh, it Wait, is, just a donut. I think you shoot through the hole, right? Well, yeah, but it's sort of a pun as well as so calling it the donut oh. hole. Right? I, oh, sorry, it's sorry. Like, yes, it's yes, kind yes. of funny. The hole, the golf. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. if the you have hole. a donut hole product, you know, the actual pastry, there's no hole in it, right? So you couldn't shoot through that. It is the hole, right? That is the idea of a donut hole. So it's funny here as a as a pun for a donut mini golf hole. Uh, yeah, you hit it up the ramp and try to go right through the middle. That sounds that sounds beautiful. <laughs> also, I feel like if you're if you're um if you're gonna be creating, you got some cash to create, you know, a hole. You want something that's like a big set piece. You want something somebody's yep. gonna take a picture of. And so just like, hey, I have this giant donut that you have to go through. Oh, that's yeah. something, right? Oh, I can can't see just, it. I mean, you can have a classic windmill that you go through, but I've seen that before. Let's yeah. go a giant donut. Yeah, this is something you are going to, it's a very memorable hole. It's something you take pictures of. You take selfies in front of it. You tell your friends about it. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful set piece. You got to have that. that. That's a that's a hallmark of any really great mini golf place, right? Because, you, again, you could just throw down um, some AstroTurf and some, some plywood, like you said, and and make up a little course yourself. That's fine. And uh, you can do so cheaply. But to get the big set pieces, to get the props, to get the rock work, the elevation, that's that's uh, above and beyond. That's a major amount more of money. So we like to see something like that. You like to see something you could see while you drive by. It's eye-catching, you know, that kind of thing. So I think the donut's great. And then, hey, the cuckoo kangaroo hole, the Frankenstein hole, Brian. Um, I think that I've been is... thinking about I thought for a little while about like making a putt putt golf course in my front yeah. yard. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want like that many people in my house, but I like thought about it for a little bit. And you I was get three holes. I'm thinking it... you get three holes up there. I was thinking about making it cuckoo kangaroo themed and then like yeah. talking about it via cuckoo kangaroo's things, but um, that might be a mess. But uh, I think it's all I've a good idea, it. except for the part where it's your house. That's the only part we need to, you know, change. I think. I've thought about it. <laughs> Maybe I should ask Mike Bennett if, like, there are too many people knocking on his front door at midnight, being like, "Hey, man." Yeah, really. Uh, Can I, I think, take your picture. I think uh, once you get the forty-foot Santa, then that's a sign that the mini golf. Oh my is- gosh, Neil! <laughs> I got scammed so hard. I went looking for it after our last like third update. Oh no, the Santa! I'm just gonna have to build it. I'm gonna have to build it out of wood. You're saying the Santa's not coming? You're not expecting it anymore? <laughs> it is definitely not coming. Bye bye, fifty dollars. Too good to be true. I think it was a hundred dollars. Careful with the reputable sellers out there, everybody. All right, thanks, Tom and Robin. Uh, for calling in and uh, being mini golf pros, hit them up. If you, you the best. You the best. All right, who's next? What's up, Cuckoo Kangaroo? It's Connor from the sunny shores of Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, if I was gonna create my very own mini golf hole, here's what I'm thinking: you putt into what is essentially a giant foosball table, and you have people actively playing foosball, so you never know where your ball's going to end up because it's going to be rolling around and it's going to be hit all over the table. Uh, cool prompt. I'd love to, I'd love to see uh, your artist or art if I happen to be that lucky winner. So yeah, there's my idea for mini golf hole. Loving the podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. Connor. I Connor. I love it. Good this call. is fun. 
and uh, you know, again, it's uh, when I put this document together, I, I pick out the calls, I put them in order. I don't necessarily listen listen all the way, or sometimes at all. I just like skim it a little bit. So I want to say I didn't like steal this idea from Connor of, of like taking like a different like sort of arcade or billiard style game and make it into a mini golf hole. We just we just think alike. That's all. No, I, I think no, I think this they're they're different. I think they're different. This one's yeah. so fun because there will probably be four people there, right? So you yeah. put into the put put like you put into the foosball table right yes. so you'd have to like Get it'd it probably have to go up a ramp and come down because the foosball table mm-hmm. is probably like three feet tall three and a half right so that but then these people are playing foosball and so then you get to like you were you were actively playing now you're passively watching another game interacting with some new people right as they hit the ball come on come on hit it through there's probably some extra holes in the foosball thing to make it go a different way they send you on your way you say bye to your four new friends that you made and then you have to go continue on your journey i like it i dig it i like it i I like that maybe maybe you as the putter like you putt first but then when you're done there, like you have to play the foosball for the next group or something like that. Like you have to tag out and play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, you might. Otherwise, this place has to like staff people to <laughs> sit there all day. I mean, some people you play and like. Obviously, it also works if like it's a family of people. It's like one person puts the rest of the people like play. So it, it could work a number of ways. Also, it's, it's fun when there's like cross pollination between groups that yeah, isn't too forced. I, yeah, you get to meet maybe meet somebody. Um, now Connor says here it's a uh, you know a giant foosball table but you know it's interesting to me because like a golf ball and a foosball like aren't that different in size like you can almost play this on a regular size foosball not not exactly it would need to maybe be like 20 percent bigger or something like that but this this is possible without like too much actual massive size right because the ball you wouldn't want like the foosball table or whatever to be that big right this isn't a soccer ball this isn't like a a massive thing you you don't need to jumbo size it that much so i think this is uh pretty possible and even just like keeping things generally the same size as they normally are now i went to a camp a ymca camp up north a couple of years ago and uh i can't remember cogwin itahoppy camp itahoppy and they Great had names. built like what you've seen on the internet a little bit of they built like a hockey rink but oh, it's four yeah. giant human foosball. Like you need like twenty two <laughs> people to play it. Cool. And so you like hang on on your certain direction to like this PVC pipe that's connected to like a rope that's on the side, and you're like kicking around, basically like I think probably like a kickball. Wow. But um, I thought like, oh no, that's too big. That's not fun. But no, it. I watched them play it, and it did look really enjoyable. Like when you had. It had to be like that camp experience of like, hey, one group is going to play another group kind of thing. You can't just like be like, hey, can I find some random people at a park? So I don't know. That would this this essence of it could even it could even be bigger. But I don't yeah. know. That made me think about that. Could be so, stand standalone. It could be a standalone experience. That's all I got, like Connor. I think about you a lot. Um, where you're from in Wabasha, Minnesota, Wabasha Kellogg. I know you're off on the sand world. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I get my CSA from Dancing Gnome Farms. In Wabasha, Minnesota, so I get to I talk to a a Wabasha dweller every week, thinking about Connor Crop. What's up, Connor? Thanks, Connor. Thanks for calling. Onward to the next one. Yo, Brian and Neil, it's Kelly from St. Paul, calling in about the mini golf course hole. Um, not a huge mini golf player. I used to play 
mini golf every once in a while at a place called Castles and Coasters in Phoenix, Arizona when I was a kid. Pretty cool place. Check it out if you're living in Phoenix. Um, my idea for a mini golf course hole would be a pretty simple one. It's a straight shot toward the brick wall, and there's a tiny little hole in the bottom of the brick wall, and you have to hit the ball fast enough and straight enough to get a hole in one. Otherwise, if you miss or if you don't go fast enough, uh, the Kool-Aid man will bust out of the brick wall with his signature catchphrase. You know what it is. Um, if you don't, it's, oh yeah. <laughs> um, if you, if you don't miss, or if you don't, uh, get the ball in the hole right away, he'll bust out, um, break the wall and, and that's it. You don't get a second chance. The, the, the wall is broken. They only rebuild it once a day. So, uh, yeah, it's really a one shot kind of thing. Mini golf. Yeah, you could, it could be the only hole in the course. Who knows? Um, but yeah, what's your favorite brand of Kool-Aid or what's your favorite? flavor of Kool-Aid, I should say. Um, yeah, I'd like to know. Anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Uh, bye! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kelly, oh, there yeah. we go, Kelly calling in. Kelly's uh, Kelly's hopping up that ladder of uh, cuckoo superfanness. You know I mean? We've seen mm-hmm. Kelly at like three shows this summer, and they were all not close to each other. And he travels. Calling into the pod, doing it up. Mm-hmm. What's up, yeah. Kelly? Showing What's others, happening? showing others how it's done. Really, really setting the setting the bar pretty high. I like bringing in, um, you know, old IP here, yeah. the Kool Aid yeah, Man, and because um, if this hole is successful enough, this is bringing the Kool Aid Man back to like a newer generation. You know, so yeah, because you need to bring this back. You forget, like. Like I, I, we were talking about whoopee cushions with a seven-year-old, and they didn't even know what we were talking about. And I was just like, <laughs> "What's going on with America? We have to uh-huh. get, we have to get back." That's right. We have to, we have to get back to Kool Aid, everybody. And uh, this is you know, my first thought for this, Brian. Is this is what we were talking about before? Of like, this is a final hole, right? This is you hit the hole in one, or the Kool Aid man takes your ball. That's it, and that's the end. This is hole eighteen. This is hole nine. This is a final hole. I think it could work like that. Or again, this is, you know, apparently it's a theme of this episode of like it's kind of a standalone thing. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't have to be part of a course or whatever, and that's okay. It's true. It's true. Just the <laughs> just it's big enough. It's big enough just to be yeah. a one off. And that's what we wanted when people were designing these. They're like, this is so big, this probably couldn't even like work with some one uh-huh. thing, but we're gonna put them all together. And they will. Wampa Stampa must draw and create all these or else yeah and, and kool-aid man you know it makes sense like a brand activation you think they'd want to be a part of that and then also obviously this lends itself to uh hey this is the end of the course free samples everybody hey you get done with the course get but your, it's not get your pre-made Kool-Aid. they just give you the packet and they, they have just, like a hose they give you the packet yeah you have to go home and make it yourself and enjoy it um so yeah i like it there's a, there's a number of, of ways that this is really good i mean obviously this requires um you know a person a cat you know someone who can uh put on the costume and uh and uh, be in there the kool-aid man hopping through i, I like that as well that's 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 Wait, above the kool-aid man will be hopping around and then and go through the brick wall 
uh-huh yeah kool-aid man yeah. is he has to rebuild the wall has to you know has to get set up and has to hop through if no one gets the hole in one it's just it's very elaborate and uh there's nothing better than that so this is this is hitting on on all the levels i think neil when i was a, a camp counselor for day camp um years ago and i ha- I think i probably had these are probably like 12 13 14 year olds something like that like older like they could hack it with it's lunchtime this kid had a cool a full kool-aid packet like i thought like at first it was like one of those ones that you just like oh i'm gonna dump it in my water bottle right. bottle it's like a full like pitcher kool-aid opens it up opens it up puts it all in his mouth first dry <laughs> we're just like witnessing this then opens his water bottle up. It's a, it's like one of the spray water bottles, but opens oh it up. Oh my gosh! Chuck just drinks a little bit of water, swishes his mouth around, swallows it whole, keeps on keeps on eating the rest of his lunch. Oh. Doesn't say ain't, doesn't say like, hey guys, watch me do this or this is a dare, just whatever. Just like whole packet and maybe like maybe like ten ounces of water. I don't know oh. even what that means, but. Gosh. That's pretty raw, right? That's good. That's that is. Wild. That is. Living on the wild side. That's a flex. That's a flex right there. He's just like, yeah, I do this. Like, and it was I, flex because he didn't like be like, oh man, did you guys see what I did? Like, he just like kept on eating his peanut butter. You know. I know. He just kept rolling. It's almost like the cinnamon challenge or whatever, too. Or you'd think that they would just like cough it all up, like once they put the powder in their mouth. You know, just like it would like gag them or something. But no, this this person is well experienced in this. Uh, <laughs> in this Kool-Aid packet challenge. Uh favorite Kool-Aid flavor, Brian? Do you have a do you have a do you have a choice here? Do you have something? Whatever the flavor is that's red, it's the only one I've ever had. I feel like yeah, red red is the classic, but I feel like I am uh I'm partial to uh grape or purple. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like a like a purple drink. I feel so, like I've had more than Kool-Aid in a packet that was made. I had those like ones that look like a Jetson plastic bottle with the oh, yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that was Kool-Aid, wasn't it? Yeah. I spent that. more time chewing on the top for like hours afterwards <laughs> than I did like drinking the Kool-Aid. Custom like disposable water bottles, that is. Yeah, one off. That was heavy heavy plastic. <laughs> Those are still in landfills and none of them have broken down at all. Oh no. Um all right, well cool idea, Kelly as usual. Uh thanks for calling in and uh Reminding us of the Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> Good times. The Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Brock from Peoria. And before I get to my hole, I just want to tell you guys, I grew up in a little town called Decatur, Illinois, and they had a little pop-up no longer exists called Paul's Putt-Putt. And it was right around the time the movie Titanic came out, uh, the James Cameron's movie. And they built a pretty large, it was larger than the time, I think it was like uh, seven or eight, and it was half the Titanic, but it was sinking. And what you would do is you would putt from one side up the deck and around the other side of, I guess, the main hole and down that side of the Titanic as it was sinking to the hole on the other side. At the time, we thought it was really cool, but looking back on it, probably in poor taste. Um, but my idea for like the perfect putt-putt hole would be a similar recreation of Green Hill Zone from I know people say it's been overdone, but it's got that perfect, beautiful green. You got the big loop there. If you want, you can add water or, you know, some kind of little offside uh, mimic of the spikes there for uh, hazards. 
and I think it would be just great and for everyone to enjoy. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. All right, Brock, first-time caller, I believe. Had to throw Brock in here from Peoria, and uh, call cut out a little bit right there, but you don't have to tell me what this is. Green Hill Zone, his call cut out, but he said he said Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you you know, don't have to tell Neil twice about Sonic. No, I know about the Sonic, and I don't know. I, I feel like maybe the Green Hill Zone is it's the classic. I believe like the first level that most people have probably played. I'm not sure how far that's come across in the modern Sonic games, but for sure in the Genesis early days, Green Hill Zone is that classic Sonic level one or whatever. Who thinks so. that's overdone? That looks awesome. <laughs> that's like all I know about Sonic. It's like yeah, moving forward, all the great like it'd be it'd be heavy. I would love a, a putt-putt golf course that was like, I mean, a, a hole itself that had multiple loops. Like you <laughs> like you were going, like like the par on the course is like 10, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so High. many loops on it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're giving you a break here. They're, they're trying to do you a solid, but put the par really high. But yeah, Green Hill Zone, it's very, uh, got, the, got the palm trees, the loops, the grass, the blue sky. And uh, the iconic kind of like checkered board, uh, you know, sort of like soil or ground that kind of faces out towards you on this uh, 2D sort of side scroller type game. Got to describe stuff here on a podcast like that. But yeah, Google uh, Green Hill Zone. But yeah, I like it. A classic Sonic the Hedgehog um, hole. I could see maybe some sound effects. Uh, on the whole as well, maybe triggered by motion or something. You know, some of the Sonic like speed gold up. Gold coins, yeah. Yeah. Go gold coin. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. So um, good stuff there. Yeah, again, we're bringing in the IP. Um, back-to-back calls with, uh, yeah, with, <laughs> with, with uh, Kool-Aid Man and then now Sonic. We love it. That's going to bring people in. That's what we see. There's um, you and I, Brian, when we were in Texas recently, uh, a few months ago doing shows in Houston, I was looking up stuff to do. And I think actually Tom even told me about this, but there was like a Pixar putt thing that was going around and kind of like uh, uh, what Brock was talking about it was a pop-up thing where it was like a month-long uh, deal or whatever. We didn't, weren't able to go, but, you know, so I think like the, it sounds like that though, where it's like, a, or maybe it's for like the Sonic 2 movie or, you know, like I could see this like coinciding with a promotion for something else. And it's like, yeah, you check out Sonic like, Sonic, like you've never seen him before on the mini golf course. So good on idea, Brock. Mm-hmm. But I like, uh, I like the hometown Decatur. Decatur, yep. Illinois, that I mainly know from um, Sufjan Stevens singing about oh, sure. Decatur so much on the Illinois and record. But uh, the Titanic, but half the Titanic, so half the people are dead already. I mean, I don't think it's insensitive. I mean, it was nearly 100 years ago, right? Like, when, when did the <laughs> Titanic happen? Probably, maybe it's been 100 years yeah, now? You like, can't. You're not the one that can say it's insensitive. I <laughs> know it's it's just it's just a matter of when is it too soon, you know, or it's a question of too soon here. And you know what? I, I think I'm pretty sure there's like um like bounce houses that are like formed like the Titanic. Maybe it's just like a different sh- sinking ship. No, 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 that's not the Titanic. That's a that's a sinking uh you know ocean liner uh that has no humans on it. Don't worry about it. But so yeah, I feel like there's way more like Titanic stuff, or or, or there's like a rope, not ropes courses, but there's like yeah, like bouncy house type stuff, Doesn't or like ob- right, obstacle yeah. courses where you can like climb over the top of this thing or whatever. So I think the I think the mini golf hole is okay. I think it's all right to to do it's that. Gone. These days. It's gone basically because of this now. Yeah, yeah. Paul's putt putt out there in Decatur. Uh, it's gone now, but we'll be replenished by Brian's putt putt in his front yard. <laughs> I bet I could do nine holes. Yeah, I mean, in part the front ones. and the back, 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Front and back. You got a lot more in the back. You got a lot more space I could in the get, back. I could get one on that like walkway in between the sidewalk and the street. Oh, that's a really good idea. Maybe two. You probably need to get two in there if you're if you're going for if you're going for nine total. But yeah, I like I like the idea straight away. Um, very nice. Thank you, Brock, that can for be calling our Halloween in. Putt putt. Ooh, so we'll make it happen. Ideas. Brock, I'm happy you called in. I'm trying to look up this. Uh, I was quiet there for a little bit. Trying to look up the ty- Titanic Paul's pup pup. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> That's good. The Sonic. It makes me. I want to play. I might download Sonic on for iPhone game. I bet you could get that side scroller. Yep, I'm sure you can. Uh, check it. Check uh, it. That'd be All nice. Right, we appreciate it. What we got next, Neil? We'll One more call. One last caller, and it's a close personal friend. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle. And I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the type of golf thing that I, mini golf thing would be a school themed. So it would start from the, whenever school ends to the time school, two weeks before school starts. And then each, so it would be a dollar and it'd be open 24-7. So all the money that would be collected would be donated for either the to school or school for school supplies. And then there'd be moving pencils and things. Okay, bye. Oh, Annabelle in the house. Annabelle, listen, I'm not going to lie. I feel like your energy is a little low right now. I feel like... Um, That's because we're cool. We're tight with Annabelle. She doesn't need to hype it's it up. It's casual. Yeah, it's a casual friendship. I feel like Annabelle is like being forced to call in at this point. You don't have to call in, Annabelle, if you don't want to. If you call in, you'll probably make the show. You know you're a legend on this program, but um, you know it's all good if you want to take a week off, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I like this. Annabelle's like, hey, maybe it's, you know, got to do it. It's It's... It's this is a cool putt putt hole, right? There's gonna it's be a good idea. pencils and stuff. A lot uh-huh. of school supplies, school themed. School theme. We're making money for back to school for people for supplies. I dig An- it. Annabelle's I like get- the I like hearing about young people and their philanthropy. You know? We we need more of that. So and, and giving back to giving back to the community right here. No, it's a good idea. I like the idea too that it's like Although, <laughs> I like that I think what she's getting at here is it's like a summer thing, right? Like as soon as school's out. You can go to the school-themed mini golf course or hole, right? Sure. And uh, and yeah, it's only open over the summer, and then it closes two weeks before school starts. Give you a little break to get ready for school, and yeah, we got pencils and erasers and like notebooks and uh, whatever else is in schools these days. Maybe school lunch stuff. Smart boards. You could do a. I mean, this could be a whole course, right? The whole course with the different. You know, we're just asking for one hole here in this exercise today but really you could like school is a is a concept for an entire course that i think could work um so i think yeah i, I like stuff like this yeah where it really could be expanded to to be more than just one hole and it's really a full-on experience maybe even maybe a, a whole like school it could be on property as a school you know i feel like a school could get behind this as a, an actual project uh so this this is this is very fun, but also I feel like very realistic in a lot of ways too. It could be it could be uh, it could be something that someone takes on as a project. I love it. Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you, everyone who called in. If you didn't hear your call, uh, I'll do my best to tag those at the very end of the episode, so we can hear some more opinions, some more ideas about uh, fantastic mini golf courses that people and uh, holes that people want to see. 
We love mini golf. Good times. Check out a couple Go of Go play putts. some putt-putt this summer and tag us yeah, in some pictures summer, so we can see it. Summer's happening. Get out there. Go uh, go play while you can. Show us your favorite local golf mini golf course, everybody. All right. Very cool. And um, time to talk about the next episode of Banter Buddies. Happening in two weeks, we are going to talk about the Olympics and specifically how we can uh, make it better with some, some new and unique events. So give us a call. And let us know what new and unique event you would like to see added to the Olympics. All right, so 612-424-0036 is the telephone number to call where you can leave a voicemail. And, uh, you know, every now and then we get new new events added to the Olympics, Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics. But They don't even uh, have to be realistic, people. Let's mm-hmm. go raw here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you can maybe make up a game, um, you can make up a sport, whatever it is, or you can uh, take something that's maybe kind of niche, maybe something that not that many people do, but it could be brought in to be an Olympic um, thing. You know, I think as long as it can be a competition of some sort, as long as you can face off against someone and uh, we can award medals, I think that's really all it needs to be. So People just want medals. People, yeah, people just want to go for the gold, Brian. Um, so yeah, we're talking Olympics and, uh, how to spice it up a little bit. New and unique events. What do you want to see added to the Olympics? Please call us and maybe you will be on the next episode of Banter Buddies. We're moving on. We got a little bit more show to do here, Brian, and it's time to get into a segment where we recommend things. It's called Recommendations. Recommendations. Recommending things to people who listen. Um, we got recommendations for you. I'm gonna get us started. We're taking it to Twitter today, everybody, with a Twitter account that is making me smile all the time, you guys. It's it is a uh, account called Liminal Spaces. Liminal Spaces, and this is a Twitter account at Space Liminal Bot. Link to it in the show notes. And Liminal Spaces. Um, the idea of liminal spaces is it's kind of a, um, reading from, uh, reading from the internet here. It says the aesthetic known as liminal space is a location, which is a transition between two other locations or states of being. Um, typically these are abandoned, sometimes empty, like a mall at 4am or a school hallway during the summer. This makes it feel frozen and slightly unsettling, but also familiar to our minds. So, um, again, uh, it's good on a podcast to describe photos and stuff, but I'm going to do my best. Liminal Spaces, it's just a account with all these really um, striking photos of areas, like it said, that are either kind of like closed down. Some of the photos look very kind of retro or like things you might remember. Um, a lot of hallways that are kind of um, a lot of great, like strange architecture too. That's kind of what I love about it. I think I found this because earlier this month someone posted, um, or Liminal Spaces posted a photo of like the Space Mountain queue um, as part of it, and it just looks so rad. One of my favorite parts of the Space Mountain queue at Magic Kingdom. So this is kind of an out there one, but this is just a this is one of my favorite things about Twitter. You know, Twitter is great for a number of reasons. It gives you information, you know, news, stay close to family and friends, stuff like that. But also I just love Twitter accounts that like kind of do one specific thing. And uh, even this, I think, is just like automated. So it's just like somehow is finding these photos and posting them. Um, but these are just some really striking photos. Some of them really kind of are, yeah, creepy or 
again, just unset. They're not like scary photos, but some of them are just like a little unsettling or a little just like, wow, I haven't seen something like that ever. So check out Liminal Spaces. It's a cool idea and uh, just a just a really um, interesting kind of way to you know maybe add something to your to your Twitter timeline, you guys. So check out Liminal Spaces. We'll link to it in the show notes. Brian, what do you think about Liminal Spaces? Are you looking at the Are you looking at the feed? Uh, no, I'm I'm I was just listening. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, let me let me look at it. Let me let me let me let me. Let me yeah, let I me, put me, the me, link me. in there. I'd, I'd love to know. Uh, I'd love to know what you think here about. Uh, How do you spell it? I love uh, it. It's space and then liminal. L i m i n a l bot space liminal bot on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. And you can you can look uh, at, at home here while we while we uh, describe this. But you know, like abandoned indoor pools or like at oh, night. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Lots of hallways, lots of empty empty space, and man, zone so out of, time. That's what it is. Yeah, just so much cool architecture too, or like, yeah, just just different different areas maybe inspire you of being like, ooh, what's, what's, what's this make ooh, me feel? What's so, this? <laughs> abandoned malls. Ooh, <laughs> cool. This is this hasn't been touched since the eighties. Stuff like that. So uh, there you go. Liminal spaces. Check it out. All right, Brian, flip it up for us. What? What are you? Uh, what are you recommending uh, this week? Flip the flip. First of all, just a general to all the adults out there. Neil was like, "Hey, you should check out this TV show on FX on Hulu called The Bear. It's a it's a kitchen show, just filmed like in this kitchen. And I'm not gonna say anything more than if you're an adult and you have the resources to watch something on FX Hulu, you need to watch these eight episodes, and then." You watch them all because they're all like 25 minutes long. And then you're going to email us and say, <laughs> wow, guys, thank you so much. That's it. Okay. It's a great show. All right, guys. right Neil? Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say, right? Mm-hmm. We watched it together. Okay. okay. My real cleanup, my real recommendation is a TikTok, uh, what would you call them, channel? Account. Account. At Clean That Up. Creator. Creator. <laughs> I believe it's Brendan Brandon. I'm not sure. Uh, this person has like from Wisconsin has 1.4 million followers and is like a, a cleaner, like deep cleans rugs, hard to clean spots and things. But then just does general maintenance for cleaning. And I watch it every once in a while, like binge watch it, like catch up to where I am just to get like inspired on like sometimes it's tough to like clean if you don't know like all the things. The biggest hack that like it's not a hack. It's just like that triggered me to do this is like I was looking up at my fans that are just like so dusty oh, just, ceiling it, fan it gets, yeah it gets ignored right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden clean that up has this thing where you just take a pillowcase right and you stand up on a stool oh, yeah. and you like put the whole pillowcase over that and you just pull it all back all together oh, yeah. and it cleans all the dust off you do all the fans pop it in the pop it right in the washing machine oh yeah it's like a squeegee or something for your for your fan just blades. collects it all it doesn't have to go places it's not like you're vacuuming after you do it it's little tiny things like that and it's also like you're talking about with um you know like liminal spaces is that it's like you're like just kind of watching like watching rugs get cleaned is like that's very right. soothing you know yeah, like that's watching just nice. like dirt pa- like it's just kind of like that like you know you're watching something like clean up it's oh yeah it's like a process whatever so it's that and plus they're uh, cuckoo fans, so uh, hey, no. double, double up. All right, that's, that's what I got. Double duty. Adults, clean that. 
the bear, and also adults clean that up on TikTok. The clean that up bio, it says third generation janitor, which is really funny. Third generation janitor and clean freak sharing cleaning tips, tricks, and hacks. So there you go. That's uh, boom. That's how he describes it. Third generation janitor is really good. That's I like that. <laughs> I like leading with that. That's a good one. Very nice. All right. Nice. Those... He asked that we have to. He wants to do a collab. A oh, and a clean that up collab. I love so to hear it. To, we got to do it. Maybe like we'll go make like three videos <laughs> with them about like clean up this mess. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. Clean that up. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Clean that up. Um, and uh, yeah, now we're moving on, everybody. We are gonna play a game, and uh, I'm gonna quiz Brian. So uh, prepare oh. yourselves; it's game oh. time. Yes, uh, this week we have a quiz. We have a multiple choice quiz. Um, I'm going to be um, administering a quiz about um, many things, small things, tiny things. Things that um, had a normal size and then they were miniaturized. So um, you can play along at home, obviously, but I will be uh, quizzing Brian here. Oh, I get it, and, Neil. Mini uh, golf. Oh. Yeah, mini golf. And uh, But we're taking the mini part of that and applying it to other things. And I think it's going to be pretty tough for you, Brian, okay? Um, I hope you can guess some of these correctly. But some of these, I don't know how you would know them, so... You'll just have to use, you know, just uh, just some critical thinking and uh, best guessing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, what do they say uh, when you have a when you have a guess, but it's a educated guess? There you go. You're gonna make educated guesses here because I'm gonna try my best. I learned some facts here as well. So really, what this is is um, fun facts about these things uh, via trivia uh, that hopefully you will get right. For, so here we go. We got four of them. Done. Only way. All right. Question number one: A Minnesota inventor named Ed Anderson is credited with creating the mini donut. He made a machine that could yield twenty four hundred donuts an hour, and then he sold that machine to vendors around the world. What was the name of his company? A Tiny O's, B, Little Orbits, C, Sweet Minis, or D, Itty Bitty Rings. Oh my gosh, I've never heard four any of names: Tiny O's, Little Orbits, Sweet Minis. I'm gonna itty, say A, itty. Tiny O's. Tiny O's. Sorry, Brian. It was B, Little Orbits. Can you imagine? Little Orbits, Little Orbits is the name of the first mini donut inventor right there he was just like yep they're called little orbits but i had no idea it was a minnesota thing now i know at least he made the first like machine you know he was just like here you go and uh, he sold them all over the place like to other countries and stuff like that to like give them their first mini donuts i love to hear that love a mini donut can't wait for the state fair all right question number two the quarter horse is a miniature horse sort of how did this breed of steed get its name? Breed of steed. A, breed of steed. Yeah, That's great. I, I came up. I came up with that. A. The first quarter horse was exactly one fourth the size of a standard horse. B. It was a usual. It was originally used in quarter mile races. C. The early era of quarter horses saw the breed being sold for a quarter of the do- of a dollar. D. The breed was created by a man who wanted to impress a lady. A.K.A. Court her. A, B, C, or D. Probably the price. Probably the price. 
the price. See, the early era of quarter horses saw the breed being sold for a quarter of a dollar. Sorry, Brian. It was used in quarter mile races. It was a race horse oh, wow. to start. And it was like, okay, this is the small horse. We're going to make this horse for sprinting. So it was like the sprint horse kind of thing, right? Instead of like running the whole track, it was just like one-fourth. Or actually, no, that's one full way around a 400 uh, meter track or whatever. But that's probably not as big as the, you know, when you see Kentucky Derby or something like that. So there we go. It was using quarter-mile races, so they started calling it the quarter horse. Now you know about that. All right, question number three. In North America, the minivan became popular as an alternative to full-size vans with models such as the Plymouth Voyager and Dodge Caravan hitting the market in which decade? A, 1950s, B, 1960s, C, 1970s, or D, 1980s? Brent, when did the minivan hit the market in North America? I'm going to say probably like hit 50, the market. 60s, 70s, later. 80s. I'm going to say 80s. You got it, 80s. Nice work. You took the extreme latest example. There you go. And yeah, it was not until uh, until the early 80s when those first came out. I think they were kind of being tinkered on before that, but the Plymouth Voyager and the Taj Caravan really uh, took the world by storm in the early 80s. And now minivans, uh, well, nowadays, pop, uh, it's, uh, I've read about this, how minivans are not really that popular anymore because they kind of have like this taboo around them. Now everybody just buys like SUVs, small, medium SUVs, and it's like... Kind of kind of similar, right? Kind of similar things, but the shape of the minivan and the name minivan just rubs people the wrong way, I guess. I don't know. Uh Brian, you wanted a van. You I know you you were you were all about the van well, I lifestyle. Still do. <laughs> you still hope for it every day. Um uh, all right, question number four, last one it here. It will never stop. They only get better. <laughs> you can get full electric minivans now. Like there's electric minivans. Wow. Pre Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Lewis from Lewis and Dan and the Invisible Band told me about it at Denord last year. Cool. All right. The future is now. All right. Last question here. And this one. Um, you know how some people name drop really famous people, but we reference and name drop <laughs> obscure things that people don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> regional kids bands. To not just say a guy told me, but like reference like a really small kids band from Northfield, Minnesota. Just in case you're listening out there, everybody. All right, last question is kind of uh, the question that comes off. It's kind of tangential, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it anyway. You will enjoy this question. This is the most fun question out of all of them. The iPod Mini was released on February 20th, 2004. The iPod Mini, Brian. One week prior, a hip-hop album won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year for the first time ever. So this is the first time a hip-hop album was the Album of the Year. Grammy Award. What was that album? A. Speaker Box Love Below, Outcast. B. Blueprint 2, Jay Z. C. Get Rich or Die Trying, 50 Cent. D. Phrenology by The Roots. 2004 uh, Album of the Year. What was the winner? Yep, that's going to be uh, Speaker Box Love Below. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. First hip hop album ever to win Album of the Year right there. Outcast. Is that the only one Outcast. Uh, Probably not. I don't know. Good question. I guess. Uh, I guess the Lauren Hill record was maybe considered like R and B. I feel like that's pretty close, but because uh, that was a big Casey one. Casey Musgraves isn't hip hop. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. She isn't. Brian. I remember that. I I remember watching all the Grammys, but oh, I specifically yeah. remember that one. And 
it made me rethink about things like they couldn't find like they had won all the awards going up to it right and then they like won the final one you'd think like they'd be waiting in the front row ready to come on stage right <laughs> but it was like andre was like like really late to get up to the stage and then just goes thanks and that's it and i was like that's awesome i wish i could do right in my life yeah the last kind of like all right yeah one i'm talking my friends backstage i'll be out there in a second (laughs) so cool cooler uh, what does he say um uh cooler than a polar bear at midnight or something like that cooler cooler than a polar bear in a blizzard something like that that's that's what uh, that's what three K has said before. Um, protect all your right. heart. Three stacks. Protect your heart. <laughs> we love Outcast very much. We uh, or a duo just like them. That's a great. That's a great little quiz. Hey, was, thank you. Fun. The mini quiz. There you go. You started rough, but then you finished strong. You got two out of four. Nice work. Hopefully, you did well at home as well. Keeping things mini. We're gonna shut this show down with a segment called New with Coup. All right, we just got back from a wonderful trip to Alabama. Played uh, played some libraries uh, outside of Birmingham in a suburb called Hoover, and uh, it was good to get back there. We had done that uh, done that library, uh, doing shows there um, back in the day, probably twenty like seventeen and nineteen, I think is maybe what it was. So this is our third time there, and uh, played a lot of sets, th- uh, seven sets over the course of three days. And uh, it was a good trip overall, Brian. Did you have a good time in uh, in Alabama? It was. I think it was the best of the three. It was. It was relaxing. It was the best of the th- yeah, we ate. We worked hard, and the librarians, they're number one, and they all still are the same librarians from before. So it's like old hat. So it's like comfortable. You know, it's like nice, and it's like I know you. We don't have to like rehash everything we know we know what's up that's great we had great food we ate at jake's Ooh. in hoover alabama a little yes. strip mall it's like it's soul food i oh i ate cabbage i don't know what was that seasoned with and the collard greens cabbage, were so good. Collard greens. you had like three you had three different meats and i yeah. had three thousand different uh, vegetables i had some chicken and um and uh, yeah some pork and some oxtail and man so, so good. Glad they're still going hard over there. Um, so we love that. We got stranded one extra night. We had some weather, some bad weather. So we uh, flew home one day later than we were supposed to, which is kind of a bummer. But we made the best of it and um, checked out uh, Mom's Basement, the wonderful venue we've played before in uh, more proper Birmingham. So if you're in that area, Mom's Basement is a wonderful themed bar, just like it sounds. Just like a, it's kind of like a '70s throwback basement. They got a pool table, they got arcade games, uh, pinball. I mean, uh, great like photos on the wall and props and stuff. So check out Mom's Basement if you are in Birmingham. Uh, Brian, we have some new merch as well. Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell tell our listeners about the large boxes that are in your home right now? Taking up my garage, you guys, but we ordered 200 lunchbox thermosets. They are made of tin, <laughs> and uh, it's been on the talking talking sphere for a long time. I think time. five it's years. Pillow pillowcases. I think it's been yeah, five years. I looked back in our email to like try and find something about the lunchboxes. <laughs> I saw an email from 2017. What we are discussing with our manager, like this lunchboxes and how to get them made. 
And that was probably like that we probably talked about for like three years yes. before that. Yes, now, yes, right? yes. That's when we actually decided, hey, can what's how do we do this? <laughs> Rather than just the idea. So yeah, long time coming. So we made it. We yeah, we we swallowed we swallowed uh, the pill to to pay the cash to get them. Yeah. To get them all here in the the hefty amount. What do we get two hundred? I got two hundred of my yeah. Two hundred. Two hundred. Yes. I'm as I'm shipping them out right now and uh a couple, uh, a couple did not fare well in the boxes making their way to my house. But don't worry; those are not getting sent out to any real cuckoo kangaroo fans. Those are only going to family that asked for one for free. So, yeah, that's gonna be one for your kid for preschool. You can rock that yeah, one. Yeah, check it. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? We we first we talked about it like a year and a half ago. We did like a Facebook Live, like where we did like craft time of yeah. like making. Right? Wasn't it that yeah. one where we like made little puppets or something like that? Heck yeah, yeah. And on that, like people were talking about like, don't do plastic, do the tin. And we mm. kind of like joked that they work for the tin lobby. And somebody wrote a <laughs> message in like, I bought this. Thank you very much. Uh, sincerely, like the tin lobby. Wow. You know, All like that, that so time later. I did not put milk inside of the thermos like i said i was gonna do because okay. i thought that'd be in poor taste for the mail delivery person and for you so yeah yeah i could say yeah pun, it, pun intended so it's in poor taste if um, you're uh if you're down for this limited item release we will not i will not be making this again because they are pain in the butt to pack and mail and bring up to the post office but if you want one get one right now get yours now there for you get yours now for back oh to and school. i also want to say neil um Thank you for pushing really hard. I just want to like put a picture on it, but you were looking up different tin lunch boxes that mainly spanned like the 50s, 60s and 70s, right? Before it went into the 80s, 90s plastic stuff. And you were like all of these like Bonanza, the Monkees, the Beatles, whatever, they were all like a painted picture of the thing then put on the tin lunchbox. Yeah, totally. It's like and this so, kind of like oil painting style. Um, yeah, that, that was popular. Yeah. Like, uh, 40 years ago or something. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool different look, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of what different bands or TV shows or media from, from those eras would do. They wouldn't just put the press photo on there. It'd be like a, a kind of artistic, um, interpretation of, of, of the people and stuff. So, uh, we, uh, we hired someone to, to paint us. And I think it came out nicely, and we got some cool colors on there, and it, it uh, all that like carries through to the thermos. So you can check out the thermos that comes with it as well. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how they turned out. So finally have them, finally have them on the market for everybody who whoever wanted one, get yours now because as Brian said, and they're probably not coming back once they're sold out. That's it. Col- That's it. Collector item. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But appreciate all the people that. Like when when we it like takes so long to like source merch, get it, figure out how you're gonna ship it, make little promo videos, shoot it, like promo like like a lot like goes it's into lot, it. So yeah. when people like like purchase something, let's say you don't even purchase, like you just like comment on something, being like, mm-hmm. "This is cool" or something like that. It's like it's nice to see that it doesn't like go into the vapor <laughs> of no one will buy one uh-huh. like our. Uh, like our soccer scarves we made last fall. <laughs> right. Sometimes you swing and a miss. It's all right. That means you're yeah. There's hits. That means you're re- that means you're reaching. Misses are all still in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> they will be on sale soon. But I like I love to talk to people about like how they got merch done and 
especially in like small stores if if they have a moment to like chat with me or like like you hear about somebody who's like when i meet somebody that's like hey i'm a buyer for even like i'm a buyer for target or something like that like mm-hmm. ooh Hope you got 10 minutes because I'm going to pick your brain here for a second because I love it. I'm so interested in it. <laughs> we will so talk unique. to you about so, your business. We got that. And check out, we added a couple new shows. Ooh. Kind of going. We're, um, we're playing every weekend until the end of October. Some have been announced. Some haven't. But uh, we're playing uh, in Brooklyn again at a baseball game. Got a bunch. We're playing a ton in, like, Kansas and, like, small towns in Missouri and um, – um, we're kind of we're kind of going all over the place. We added just uh, a new one in Red Wing. We're playing both Dakotas, you know, so playing our old stomping grounds of Winona, Minnesota, again in the fall. So we'll be out to the greater places, working on a Canadian tour, working on other stuff. So we'll be back to all those places. But got a couple new shows if you're in those areas. Yeah. So maybe maybe up. even if you don't live right in those towns, you can be like our friend Kelly and uh, get in the car. Do a little drive. Come on over, everybody. We're we're in uh, you know, we're we're in the area potentially. So come on over, see a show. I don't know how to feel sometimes about like people liking our band so much that they like, get on a plane for it. Uh, it's sometimes yeah. like still tough for me to like comprehend a little bit. But there was a family that saw us in Georgia and they were like, "Hey, we want to see you again." I know it's probably going to be like a year or so. So. They flew and went to two of the Alabama Hoover Alabama Library shows. There was somebody who like drove down from pretty far in Tennessee, and somebody that came up from Texas. And uh, it's always uh, it's an honor and odd and fun and cool <laughs> all at the same time. But yeah, so we're trying, for, guys, trying to get all the places. Thanks for coming to see us, everybody. Um, all right, that does it for this episode of Banter Buddies. We uh, we got into the mini golf. Learned about some new holes. Talked to our friends Tom and Robin and a whole bunch of other pals who call into the show. Thank you very much to everybody who called in. And uh, don't forget, we have uh, another show coming up uh, in two weeks where we are going to be uh, talking about the Olympics and how we can add to it. So please let us know what are some new and unique events you would like to see added to the Olympics. Give us a call, 612-424-0036. Leave a voicemail. Tell us what cool event you want to see added to the Olympics, summer, winter, or, or maybe it's a different season of Olympics you're making up altogether. Who knows? Um, a fall Olympics? Yeah, hey, yeah. Jumping. You never know. A little autumn, autumn Olympics. Um, Raking without getting blisters. So, see, the ideas are just popping off. Brian, call in, please. Um, and We yeah. should probably ask Wampa if he'll draw all the yeah. things instead of just saying it on the pod. Yeah, yeah. No, we know, we know he's good for it. We know he's cool like that. He'll take care of business. He's a pro. Um, but, yeah, thanks for Wampa for drawing the art. Thanks to Neil Z for making our theme song. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Banter Buddies. Until then, bye, Brian. Toodles, Neil. Toodles. Hey, Brian and Neil. Tony from St. Paul, calling from Alaska. Thanks for the cuckoo compliments from last episode. I'll totally take you up on your offer to narrate. So we'll have to come up with some material, and we'll make it happen. Now, for the miniature golf hole concept, this would be an upside-down hole, uh, not like a Hawkins Stranger Things upside-down, though that would be pretty cool, but one where the hole must be played with a participant walking on a green that was on a ceiling of sorts. 
So to make this possible, I figure the ceiling or playing surface would have to be made of a ferrous material and the participant strapped into electromagnetic boots. So you would walk along the surface while controlling the charge. The ball would also have to be electromagnetic. And so you would put the ball while upside down. But another cool part would be that the hole would be on the ground. So you would have to accurately put the ball to a part of the ceiling surface that was not magnetic and the ball have to fall into the hole below. So it would be a total challenge. Your body would feel the full force of gravity, but the boots would keep you on the playing green. And that's just an idea. See what you think. So thanks for everything, Brian and Neil. Looking forward to some potential cuckoo kangaroo narration in the future. Until then, I'll catch you on the flip side, literally. My name is Emily. From Minnesota. My mini golf hole would have a dog on it. And I think you should write a song about puppies. Hi. Um, this is a, hi. Um, this is Isabella and Gabby. Our house is going to be Canada. We're from Canada, and and the and the mini golf hall is going to be like a house, and the ball has to go through a tiny space at the bottom. And bye bye. Hello, this is Isabella from Pickering, Toronto, Pickering, Canada. And my hole is going to be, oh, uh, it's going to be, um, very bumpy. And on the mountain, there's a, a lion statue, and you got to get it between the legs and into the hole at the back. Bye-bye. No! Hello, again. Um, and the house, and it's very long. Germany, and that's a bunk of men out of it. No, oh, I did, um, I did Bye. Uh, so the ball goes up the chimney and comes out the chimney, right? Goes through the door so, and up the chimney. No, and goes, out the chimney. Goes out here, and then goes into the bathroom and out the windows, up. Up the roof and into the chimney and out the chimney. I don't need to cut me. Okay, bye. Bye. And you're going down to the ground and build like a big old. Bye. Bye. Bye.